imagine what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends. From Buffalo, New York, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the dog parades of the Buffalo music scene. I'm Ryan Gurnett, and no, this isn't a toga party. I just ran out of clean clothes. On episode number 76, 76, wow, of the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, uh, you'll hear more interviews that Cassidy and I did, talking with students from SUNY's SUNY Fredonia's Hail Fredonia Records. Uh, we're going to be talking with Hail Fredonia uh, A&R reps, Whitney Dan and Cameron Bunch, as well as Emily Rasulo, who is running a virtual dog parade with Hail Fredonia. Um, we're going to play a game of Real Not Real with my experiences, as, my experiences as a musician in college. We'll also be playing music by Hail Bands, uh, the Burkharts, Grosh, and Posted. But first... Hold on, Cassidy's not here to do this. Give me a sec. There we go. Two things I want to talk about. Uh, number one, shows are back. I uh, I just uh, had my first weekend of shows, and oh my goodness, uh, probably since at least November. And I'm not even going to lie right now. You can probably hear it. I'm exhausted. Um, I had karaoke night on Thursday, I had meetings, I had haircuts on Friday, and then I helped to show it uh, an unnamed uh, dairy beverage name-based venue who isn't supposed to be advertising shows yet for some reason, even though everyone else can seem to do it. And um, on Friday, and uh, I saw some really cool bands, uh, including Pedestrians, who are like this jam ska band almost. Um, and then I'll talk about them in a, bit, in a, minute, in a minute, but and then Saturday, uh, I recorded all day with my band St. John and the Other Monsters. We just put a home recording studio together, which, as anyone knows, that first day you have access to that studio, nothing goes right. Not a damn thing. So I spent the whole day troubleshooting, basically, and then uh, I ended up having to work a show at Witters, and then I haven't gotten, just for whatever reason, a whole lot of sleep the last two nights, and I... I feel like hell, but the show must go on, and here I am. So that's why Cassidy isn't here for these segments. Uh, she'll be on for the interviews. I was supposed to record with her yesterday, but I was so sick I couldn't do that. So I am now doing it by myself. So hi, it's me. So first, before uh, I, I'm going to talk about uh, Buffalo uh, Infringement Festival's uh, proposal period being open, but I did want to mention um, the dairy beverage-based uh, venue in their event on Friday, and it was a really cool show. Um, it was three bands that I wasn't super familiar with. Uh, the opener was Pedestrians, and now... Um, I actually didn't know anything about pedestrians. Uh, one of the other bands recommended them to me, and um, it was pretty awesome. It's like a ska jam band almost. Um, you got bass, you got uh, a keys player, you got a guy who plays trumpet and bongos, you have a drummer, and then the singer is playing what I believe is a baritone ukulele put into like this huge Marshall amplifier, 
And it's kind of awesome, to be honest. I was really wasn't sure what it was going to be going in. And like, so it has this kind of ska sound to it. But at the same time, they were, it was basically five songs over 35 minutes. So like, they're really long and drawn out. And um, they were really entertaining. Uh, jammy stuff doesn't usually uh, catch my attention. But I, I really like these guys. Um, after that was a band called Bread and Circuses from Syracuse. I actually booked them on the show thinking that they lived closer because they were involved in our uh, last infringement festival. And uh, they are, uh, they're definitely 90s alt-rock influenced. Um, kind of from when I heard the recordings, it reminded me a lot of Alice in Chains. I think that paints a pretty clear picture, kind of what they'd sound like. And then when I saw them live, I, you can definitely still hear that influence. They've had these really cool vocal harmonies that definitely uh, make you think of Alice in Chains a little bit. But uh, it almost kind of reminded me of Local H, which is a uh, another 90s alt-rock band uh, that you should check out if you haven't heard of. They uh, they were kind of one of the ones that, uh, that faded into the background. But they reminded me of that, and they put on a great show, and everyone loved them. And then we had uh, Kingsnake, uh, formerly Earthrider, played. Um, and they were really cool as well. Um, I've heard some of their stuff and thought kind of like metally megadethy almost almost and was really it was more of a like a doom metal kind of thing and uh it was really it was it was really fun i think i mean honestly all, all three bands were excellent like i didn't really know what to go into the night expecting and it was a blast so um keep an eye out um or just come down to um dairy beverage named venue uh, on a Friday or Saturday night and there'll be good music there and there's also karaoke on Thursday which I did on my first day uh, after my two weeks after my second shot of COVID so hooray Alright, now what I really wanted to get to is the, uh, the Buffalo Infringement Festival submission period is now open. What does that mean? It means between now and the end of April 2021, you can apply for Buffalo Infringement Festival at BIF, for Buffalo Infringement Festival, 21.infringebuffalo.org. Now, what can you submit? anything any kind of art that you can make is welcome whether you're a photographer a painter a didgeridoo player uh a, if you want to just dress up as a smurf and parade around town whatever kind of art you choose to make with your life can be a part of this festival and if you jump on there if you're a band we accept every band that goes in every band will, gets accepted every band's going to play a slot fantastic and i love that we have as much music as we do but i'd love to see more of the other arts as well our visual artists our dance our theater people even people who just want to do workshops explaining honestly anything so um i think uh i think the i think the festival is going to be really great this year um in part because i've been seeing so many other festivals are are already gone and i've actually been kind of surprised we're going to make our uh, final decision on um whether it's going to be in person or digital, like it was last year with digital, um, on July 1st. But everything I'm seeing is leading me to believe that we're going to be able to do this and we're going to be able to have a good time. So, um, yeah, so please apply. Uh, be a part of everything that's happening. And um, if you are... Uh, if you don't do any of that stuff and you still want to be involved, you're like, this sounds really cool. What can I do? Volunteer. There's a ton of really great opportunities that we have to, um, you know, if you're interested in, in the music industry at all or just, you know, want to get 
network with local musicians, get involved with things that are happening. Um, it's really, it's a great group of people to be involved in. And I think we have a really good time. And I think this year's festival is going to be really great. So, uh, yeah. So check it out. All right. I was, I was going to talk more. I'm like, I'm fighting to keep my eyes open right now. I'm not going to, I'm going to lie. The struggle is real folks. This is, um, unfortunately what uh, fatigue disorder looks like while trying to run shows at the same time i basically have until friday to recharge my batteries again so i can deal with friday <laughs> all right so um next up we're just going to jump straight into the interview with uh hail fredonia a and r reps whitney dan and cameron bunch here on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com And we are now joined by Whitney and Cameron from Hail Fredonia Records. Uh, Cameron is the A&R rep for the Burkharts, and Whitney is the A&R rep for Grosh. How's it, how's it going, guys? It's going good. good. How are you? It's going great, actually. Can we ask them the same Hail Fredonia question, please? Please, go for it. So my curiosity is the name Hail Fredonia, is it an acronym for something? Does Hail stand for other things? What does that mean? I, I don't think so. But also the name was around longer than we were. Right. So not too yeah. I'm going right to the top. I'm going right to the source with this question. Armand, who actually That's what teaches I mean. the class, he wants to be on the podcast anyway. I'm asking them. I think I, I, I think if Hale is an acronym, I think the A stands for Armand. I think that's that's what's happening. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the students what it stands for. And it stands oh, that'd be for great. Something really shitty. He's just making up a random acronym and having you work under it. Oh my that'd goodness. That'd be funny. That'd be amazing. Did you hear about the band Four United Catholic Kids? Oh. 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 Four kids. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, it's my acronym joke about bands. <laughs> Those fuckers. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> loud. Oh no. And then it goes on a little too long. Yeah, it always does. So now, um, when you guys uh, kind of started taking the Hail Fredonia class, was A and R kind of what you wanted to specialize in, or did you kind of end up there? Well, the class, like the structure of the class is way different this semester than it has been in the past. Like we didn't work. I don't think the, the class threw events a lot, but um, like I, when I transferred to Fredonia last year, I went to rock and bowl, which was the Burkharts and superficial playing at the bowling alley. And I thought that was pretty cool, but that, that was like their extent of working with bands. I think just keep putting them on events. So this year it was completely different. I don't think we knew that that was going to be an option once the class started. And then the first day Armin said, everyone pick a band and present them to the class. And then we'd pick the five, six top bands and me and Whitney both got picked. Yeah. I don't, I wasn't expecting to get picked at all because um, like I transferred here last year as well. And I didn't know any bands at all in the area whatsoever. So when, uh, Armand said to like pick a band I panicked and had no idea what to do but then mine got picked and then well, I became you picked like one of the best bands in Buffalo what do you expect I, I know I didn't didn't realize that at the time so so now um so it's a record label so now are you guys working with like I know there's some contracts involved now are you guys working with like recording contracts to, for like studio time and like like how, how deep are these contracts going? I was just kind of curious about that. 
Um, I mean, they're kind of just like an in general, we call it like a licensing agreement instead of like contract because we're more so just, um, like stating that we have permission to use all of this material from the bands, but we don't like take copyright ownership or anything. And we're not like getting paid for this. We're not paying them. So it's kind of just like an agreement that we have. That's the same agreement I have with podcasts for my website, actually. So I completely understand that. All right. I had someone tell me that there were contracts. So I wasn't sure if there was like a great depth to it, or if it was just kind of some more kind of basic, simple kind of stuff, which is kind of what it sounds like you're doing. So yeah, we just license each song that we would use in our, so like on our YouTube channel, we started lo- uploading lyric videos. So we only upload videos with the songs that we have the licenses to use. Excellent. Now that, that actually brings up a, a question I have. Um, so you're uploading music that isn't yours. It's someone else's onto YouTube. Now I'm assuming if their stuff's registered pro- properly, YouTube's going to ding that for a copyright. Now, when that has that happened yet, where you've had to actually like show that you have the agreement when you're posting these things? I don't think it's happened yet. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's like on YouTube for that or if it's like on the band's part. Okay. Like, I don't really know how all that works, but I don't think we've gotten like hit with a copyright strike yet. Okay. I was just kind of curious i uh i want i want to i wanted to do a video and it was just going to be puppies playing while buffalo music played and i thought it was just a great way to combine two things that people that get you into. love yeah <laughs> like 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 these cute puppies are great i don't need all the sound effects that gets boring after a while sure. let's listen to the eaves on top of it except but i don't i don't know if i'm gonna get things for copyrights or monetization or any of that stuff well the worst thing that would happen is they just tell you to take it down yeah i know but then, right? but then yeah. I, or sometimes the hard you, work. I mean, I don't want to have my dogs do all that hard work for nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. what you were saying. No, I was just going to say sometimes like they tell you to just put like credits in the um, description and then you can keep it up. Okay. Well, I, I've actually had a few where I've had to either I can't monetize or I've had a couple where the video just isn't workable and I'm told I either have to mute it or cut the scene out. So that's happened with me with Infringement Festival. Day two of Infringement Festival was a day late because of copyright infringement. Yay, dance groups. You learn. I hope it's been fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> I was so, just trying to find the video of Rage Against the Machine playing on SNL like 15 minutes before recording this, and I couldn't find anything because I think SNL or the band claimed copyright, so they had to take I, the video down. And the only one I could find was played at twice the speed. I, so it's kind of like the Chipmunks covering Rage Against the Machine. Although now I want to look that up because it'd be funny. I'm going to go on. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Um, whenever NBC shows uh, the episode of SNL with Elliot Smith on it, mm-hmm. they cut out both of his goddamn songs. Oh, yeah. And if they do that and pull them off of YouTube, that's such a disservice to a fucking amazing artist. Right. So I just I got so excited when I saw the episode. I'm like, I'm going to watch the old Elliot Smith. And that's like, no, no, you're not. You're just going to watch a <laughs> bad sketch at the end. So uh, now off that tangent, Cameron, um, how do you find the Burkharts? Um, I transferred here, like I said, last, last fall. And my friend James was like, Oh, these are, this is a great band. Cause I, I like surf music a lot. So he was like, they're kind of like surfy indie. And I saw him at Mohawk and I saw Trevor. They, they call it the Burke stack, I guess. And it's when Trevor is like laying on James back and he's got his feet on Austin's back and he's playing his guitar solo. So that was when I was like that. 
is what I want to see. Those and they had their sweaters on. And then um, they say the sweaters and the bowling shoes must have been a really great combination. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and then we actually played a show with them at a house show in February of last year before everything got taken down. So that's when I kind of got to know the guys better and just talking to them at the shows. So, you know, they're nice guys. So after every show, I'd just be like, hey, that was great. Yeah, they're um, people might mock like dressing up as a band, but um, we did a show with them for Infringement Festival at Broadway Market a couple of years ago. Yeah, and every, every person because I mean, it's it's a it's a three story uh, farmer's market, basically, and we had music on all three floors. So uh, most of the stores are on the first floor. So they were down there getting food and stuff before they went on, just checking stuff out. Everyone asked me, when is the band with the sweaters playing? I want to see the band with the sweaters. <laughs> like it's eye catching. And yeah. what they did that show that was amazing was I put a live action role playing group on the roof because infringement festival. So um, at one point, uh, I think it was Austin calls me up and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then he goes, can you have them fight us? And I don't know what everyone in the crowd sees, but it's just me walking up to Austin and then me just doing a beeline for the live action role playing group. And I'm like, guys, can you fight them? And they're like, well, we don't really have a rapport with them. And I'm like, they asked you to fight them. You can fight them. And they're like, well, I don't know. I mean, we don't want to hurt them. I'm like, guys, they're asking you to fight them. They know it's happening. It. You're not going to hurt them. This is cool. <laughs> and then when I finally talked them into it, they start approaching. And what I didn't realize was the one uh, extension cord that was powering the stage came unplugged. So the band is actually like doing like, I think they're playing like leapfrog in front of the stage while they waited for someone who I think was supposed to be me to fix it. And then the live action role-playing group completely snuck up on them by surprise. <laughs> and it was that that's still one of my favorite infringement memories. I love talking about that. And those guys are such good sports with everything they do with their image. And I think it really, I think it's going to take them far as well as the fact that they'd make awesome music. They're talented, yeah. Yeah, they're right. really talented guys. They're, they've always been like real nice and easy to work with. I got to book another show with them. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to them. Let's get Trevor on the phone. Yeah. Tsunami Surprise. We'll get him on the horn. Yeah. Yeah. Loosen out Tsunami Surprise, which is Cameron's band. We'll mention that on air. And uh, yeah, and the Burkharts. Sounds good. I'm there. I'm there. Well, I, I work there, so oh, I can't. I'd be there. So, um, so what's kind of like the daily work for an A&R person for Hale Fredonia Records? Like throughout the semester, what is kind of your work going to entail or what have you already done? Mm. Wouldn't you want to take this one? Sure. Um, I must say that I, I don't really know like traditionally what an A&R person would do. I looked up a lot of um, articles when I first started doing this with Garage, but for me, I just like, I try and like plan everything out like ahead of time. And so I always talk to the band like at the beginning of the semester and we kind of talk about like things that we could do throughout the semester. And then like every week I'll go through like what we had talked about and kind of pick some things and be like, okay, team, like this is what we're going to work on this week and we need it done by next week. And then like, that's just kind of what I do. It's just like week by week. So um, what kind of things are you having the band do? Or, or, I mean, even better, have you had anything that you've kind of brought to the table for Grosh where they were like, well, that's awesome. We have to do that. Have there been any, any of those kind of uh, situations? Um, last semester, there was a couple of those situations because we were more working on like promoting them and just getting a lot of promotional material um, ready. We were trying to get more interaction with like their fans on Instagram and Facebook. So we um, kind of gave them some like media ideas of like questions they could ask for like interaction or like various things they could do with their music. 
this semester. It's more of like trying to promote their new album coming right. out. So we're not really giving them ideas this semester. But like last semester, it was like flipped. So it's got to be a little tough too. I know they're taking a break uh, while Megan has, uh, I think, throat surgery or something like that, right? Um, I'm not sure. I just have to tell me. Yeah, they're, they're she has something a little bit going of time on. Off, I know. Well, I think a lot of their uh, promo material and everything looks really polished. Oh my and goodness! And I watched them grow as far as the packaging of what is already a very talented group, and uh, you know, it just their their photos and videos look really well done. And I think that that's a testament to, um, obviously, even working with you guys that I'm seeing these things on social media and I'm seeing their presence more prevalent. Um, yeah, I'm definitely seeing the you know what stuff I mean? more prevalent now that you mention it. And it looks good. And, and it's great for Buffalo, too, like for the local music scene to see an act like that that's got some chops. You know? Oh, yeah. They're, they're to me, they're, they're like a superstar act as far as like local bands are concerned. They're, they're the cream of the crop. When Megan's like covering a Zeppelin song or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay, all right, little lady. It's like, okay, I, I'm bad at this. You just keep going, sure. right? Sure. No, good stuff. What's exciting for you guys? I know that it's a very strange climate for music, um, both in the, are we going to have live music or how are we going to get things out on the interwebs sense? What are you guys looking forward to um, projects as we're getting into our, what should be concert season? I think it's interesting to be like right in the middle of like the semester last semester started and we're trying to come up with ideas of how to keep, I don't know how to phrase it. Just, you know, live music's gone. Like we're trying to fill that gap any way we can. And especially for the Burkharts, it's tough because their whole thing is their live presence and like yeah. seeing them, like you said, like wearing sweaters, playing leapfrog in front of the stage, like doing stuff like that. So it's really tough to try to convey that. So like the biggest thing I've been trying to work with them on is getting like live performance videos. They did like, um, <clears throat> there's so 37 Maple or the North Pole Strip Club is the house venue in Fredonia. Oh yeah. And they just started doing, they put up the first one today. They're doing a series of live shows in the basement. They've got like camera, audio, really good quality. And they just put up the first video on YouTube today. So the Burkharts did one of those. So I'm excited for that to come out. There was some pretty fun stuff they did with some oranges and a pinata and <laughs> we're looking up as our conversation ends. <laughs> oranges and pinata. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just it's interesting to try to work with music. And we've been we've been working a while with submitting to radio, which hasn't really been going well. No one answers. No one wants to cut your band down the road. Yeah, the radio. Right. Yeah, I, I was just bitching about radio a couple episodes ago about their inability to play local music. So, yeah, it's all about Spotify and playlists now. Like that was the one thing that helped the Burkharts get a lot of attention is they submitted themselves to a lot of playlists and ended up getting on like 20 or so, which, you know, helped a lot when their EP came out. But it's radio hasn't been going too hot. It's worth noting too for Spotify, if you want to help your friends, bands get noticed, putting them, like I make a lot of local music playlists mm -hmm. and that helps circulate them locally, but it's when you put local artists with national artists and international artists that sometimes it kind of brings up, helps with the algorithm and kind of brings up their visibility a little bit. So I was yeah. like, I miss Pandora and the music genome oh. project and the idea that you could algorithm somebody's mood into the music they need to hear at that moment. You know, there was actually a Yahoo streaming thing a while back where it was like, gave you like, you could really very like 
uh, was very specifically like rate your music, like the album, the artist, the song in particular. And I, I miss that. I don't know why I mentioned that. That's what I was doing when she was doing Pandora. <laughs> Back when you were in college, high school. Oh, Pandora uh, was cool. I'm then, old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got, got a couple minutes left. Um, what do you guys think is the, like, the most important thing you've learned about, uh, you've learned in general but from Hale Fredonia Records? Great question. <laughs> um, I definitely think, like, they, I, I know, like, deadlines were a thing way before, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've always kind of been the person to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll just do that, like, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll get to that, like, later. Oh, yeah, I'll do it then. But I really learned that if I just sit down and, like, really focus in on something, I can just, like, get it done real quick. And so I've gotten a lot better at, like, setting deadlines for myself and when things need to be done. Absolutely. So that that's probably what I'd say. I'm still working on that. I still put everything off to the last minute. I have so much homework that I was supposed to do today. It's five o'clock. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I, I forgot about this. I was at Arkwright Falls, like 15 minutes down the road from my house. And then I saw the Facebook message and they're like, hey, guys, here's the Zoom meeting. So here we go. I'm, I'm, um, we're four for four with college students. He's here. He's I'm impressed. Made it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Definitely. But as far as things I've learned, I think um, relying on other people to get your stuff done is not a good way to go. And it's not that like anyone's like screwing me over or anything, but you know, like people are busy. Everyone's got their own things going on. Sometimes I don't get a word from the band for like three days because there's like work and there's COVID stuff and, you know, just trying to like stay like, you know, healthy and happy and all that. So it's like, if I can't get anything done until he gets back to me, I have to find a way to like get it done myself. So I think that's something I've been learning just to, to not necessarily rely on someone else to get my own things done. I like, I like it. I do always, and I'll, I'll even mention it now, and I want them to sponsor us eventually because I mention them a lot. Uh, Todoist.com is a great way to, if you ever looking to organize yourself and set deadlines and things. That's what I use to get myself organized, and it's made a world of difference. It's where your brain is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you ask me what I'm doing tomorrow, I have no idea. Todoist knows, though. Todoist you know. knows exactly what's going on tomorrow. I, can, I, I, I let future Ryan worry about that shit. Well, it's almost like as an A&R person, you're doing that kind of thing for your band. Like you are the brain and the strategist of how to connect these different pieces of the puzzle sure. for your creative, you know, branch. <laughs> and sure. so uh, it's definitely a necessary function. And I think that your experience being able to do this in school and being able to connect with such really talented, um, you know, they right are. in the thick of the scene, growing artists is is yeah awesome mm -hmm. it's fun. all right so we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and play a game awesome. um do you remember which garage song we played on the last episode i don't remember which one i introduced we played i bet you did all right well we're gonna play a different song then this is karma from Grosh, and we'll be right back here on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com
And we are back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was Karma by the Mighty Grosh. And now we're going to play a game. This is a game of real, not real. These are all stories, things that did or did not happen to me while I was making music in college. So I'm going to give you a statement and you have to tell me if it's real or not. So uh, we're going to have you two competing against each other. So uh, who wants to go first? Cameron would love to go first. Cameron would love to go first. first. (laughs) All right. Cameron, question number one. My band rented a practice space in the shady part of Albany. One night, the cops chased a couple of prostitutes from the brothel next door into the building where the practice spaces were. The building was shut down for numerous safety and health code violations, and about 20-ish Albany bands couldn't get to their gear for a weekend. Is that real or not real? I'm going to say real. That is real. Ooh, off to a good start. All right, Whitney. Ryan entered and then won an apple pie eating contest while on tour in Clarksburg, West Virginia. Oh. Um, real or not real? Um, I, not real, I guess. Not real. Ooh. Correct. I hate apple pie. <laughs> you can't hate apple pie. I hate apple pie. I just said it. Maybe you'd like jail apple pie. I might like jail apple pie. I just won't jail apple pie today. Sorry. Cassie, <laughs> Cassie just learned about how they make apple pie in jail. And um, I kind of like it better than the regular apple pie. I'm so still learning things, kids. We should make a YouTube video. <laughs> I think this would be a good struggle is real YouTube video. Me and you making <laughs> apple pie. It could be a struggle. I like it. I All right. We're making jail cheesecake. That looked really interesting. There you go. Mm. Oh, what if we make the jail cheesecake factory? It'll be our own restaurant. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> okay. Number, okay, Cameron, your second question. When right. Ryan's band gets to their first gig in Detroit, the promoter tells the band that they don't get to play if they don't pony up $100 for the show. Some guns, followed by the police, made an appearance, and long story short, it ended with the police saying, you should probably get out of Detroit, like, right now. Real or not real? Real. That is not real. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh. never been to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whitney, in an, this is your chance to take the lead. In an act of road rage, an underslept Ryan rides the bumper of someone in a junky white pickup truck and gives them the middle finger when they pass. 20 minutes later, the band arrives at the venue, and we find out that that was the sound guy. Real or not real? Real. That is not real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a weird situation on my way to a Sonic Youth concert where there was a guy filling gas who looked like homeless Santa Claus, only to find out he was the opening act. Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. Were they terrible? Yeah. Okay. Should have known. (laughs) Yes. All right. Cameron. After not meeting any women while on tour, Ryan finally gets a phone number. It's from an underage girl in New Jersey who wadded it up on a piece of paper and threw it at the back of his head. Real or not real? real that is real oh new jersey cameron's in the lead only place that can happen all right whitney (laughs) the singer from ryan's college punk band stole beef jerky from every rest stop on tour in an odd turn of fate he is now launching a campaign to be sheriff of buffalo real 
That is real. That is horrifically real. <laughs> I, I feel like I saw something on Facebook about that. I'm in an, I was in an anarchist punk band and the singer, I'm, his name is Steve Filano, is now trying to run as a Republican. Uh, I, I think his, like, his biggest like campaign thing is that people with mental problems should have guns. It's so fucking weird. But yeah, st- manage beef jerky every place we stopped on tour. It was delicious. And I didn't even have to steal anything. Yeah. You're just along for the ride. You knew about it. I'm a good accomplice. <laughs> All right, Cameron. The band, my band drove 18 hours from Independence, Ohio to New York City to play a sold-out show on New Year's Eve, but the promoter didn't sell any tickets and didn't even show up to the performance. Not real. That is real. Oh, that's that horrible. Sucked. <laughs> we still played our set to no one. No oh. one at like 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve in New York City. Hmm. I got drunk on tequila and like slept through New Year's as we just got the hell out of there. That is sad. It was. All right. Whitney, it's your chance to take the lead. Ryan once performed a one-off show as a part of a band called the Serial Killers. The group was inspired by Guar and Green Jello, where everyone dressed as serial mascots. I was Captain Crunch. Real? That is fake. I was going to say, if that was real, that's insane. I'd do that if given the opportunity, <laughs> but I haven't yet. He's ready for it. I'm Freeman ready. Proposal. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'll talk to I'll talk to the uh, the white coin guys and green jello about getting some outfits. Yeah. All right, Cameron. This is your last one. Um, you two are tied going into your final question. The band's gig for the night gets canceled, so the ben- band ends up traveling to the next town they're playing to crash with a band. Once the band gets into the house of this band, they are greeted by a 250-ish pound southern woman with an oversized red t-shirt that says, I've got the crabs. Real. That is real. Real and weird. Real, real weird. <laughs> the, uh, the one guy definitely had a giant Confederate flag on his wall. They definitely, I slept in the van, so I got up early and I was like just going through the house because what, what do you do when you're, I, mean, I didn't have anything. So like I definitely found like women of the NRA on VHS with like a woman with like, like, uh, like the, the, the long oh, cloth and the crossbow yeah, no. and it was like Jesus Christ. I wanted to steal it, and I still th- I feel like that would have so been okay. this could end in a tie right now? <laughs> this could end in a tie. I'm hope- I am rooting for Whitney to tie it up. All right, Whitney. Thank All you, right. Thank you. I once planned a festival, and I called it, after myself, Gurnet Fest Stock. Uh, it involved handing out paper Ryan Gurnet masks, uh, a Ryan Gurnet that was made out of stuffed clothing uh, that would sit in the middle of the stage at all times, and other uh, Ryan celebration materials. Real? Or not real? Um, I'm going to say not real. We have a tie! Yay! What do they win? What do they win? I got to figure out. So, actual, <laughs> actual true story. Uh, there was no Gurnet Fest sock, but there was one we named after our friend Mike because we liked saying his last name, which was Labarge. So, we actually had Labarge Fest stock. Nice. I like the fest stock. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So we had, we all had paper masks of him and there was a stuffed effigy of him on the stage. I would that like I... to go to a Christina stock fest stock. <laughs> oh, I want to go to stock fest stock. That's fantastic. All right. Prizes. Oh, I've got some, fr- I have digital codes for some free albums. What kind of music are you guys into? Cameron, go first. Um, a lot, pretty much most things besides country. <laughs> I mainly listen to like rock 
and like I love new wave and surf and punk and yes. classic rock. Cool. Well, I'm going to give you a digital copy of Sonic Youth's Murray Street, which cool. in my opinion is the best Sonic Youth album ever released. I'll have to take your word for it. Absolutely. So um, remind me and I'll scan this for you and send it over to you. And Whitney, awesome. what, kind of, what kind of music do you like? Kind of the same answer as Cam. Anything that's probably not country. Um, mostly like pop rock. And Perfect. I got it. Okay. I'm going to give you a cop, a digital copy of uh, Ben Lee. His album, Awake is the New Sleep. You've probably never heard of Ben Lee because he hasn't done anything cool since this album came out 15 years ago. But this album, top to bottom, is really, 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 really awesome. Well, there's one nine-minute track in the middle of a pop record where they just jam for a while for no reason. That song sucks. Every other track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so cool. So yeah, I'll send those to you guys afterwards. And awesome. uh, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for playing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Cool. So Whitney, I'll see you in the summer and Cameron, we'll see you with tsunami surprise some point in the near future. Sure. Hope so. All right. We're going to play them off with some Burkharts. We are going to play in my worried mind. Nice. Do you have a, do you, do you have a good intro for this song? Like a radio intro you want to do? and our guy i couldn't remember it i'd have to go to my google docs so no. <laughs> i thought putting him on this little pop quiz all right so we're gonna play in my worried mind by the burkharts here on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com
We are now joined by Emily Rasulo, our final interview from Hail Fredonia. How's it going, Emily? Hi, Ryan. It's going good. Cool. So now we've talked to uh, some social media coordinators. We've talked to some A&R people. You are now, is, is it for the class that you're in charge of the dog walk? Yeah. So I actually, I did a little bit of like A&R last semester. Um, okay. But uh, it was just, like, not my area of, like, interest. So I knew that uh, Petrie would, was looking to still do a dog walk and keep that connection with the charity. So I had mentioned to him that, like, I am interested in event coordinating and I do it for a music industry club and then I'll be helping out with it for my internship. And so I kind of took this position for this semester. Sure. And I have some help from some of the other people in the class as well, so... All right, help this make sense for me. I understand Hail Fredonia's history of organizing these events and having these charities tied together with live music and, and you know, bringing the bands and setting up the events. But the dog walk particularly, uh, being that it's virtual, how are you having music correlated? How does it relate to Hail Fredonia? Um, so the dog walk was actually like an event like started by the students in the class because I think like, the, the whole class is like centered around like event coordinating and like this semester, like everything was different because we couldn't have events. Um, so what we did instead was that we like worked with local bands and like promoted them. And that's why we have like the A&R reps who kind of did that. So this semester, like with the dog walk, like I wanted to like include all of the, um, the bands that we work with, like to be on the stream and to like help us promote the cause just to like kind of tie in everything that we're doing. Cause like half the class is still like very much working on that. Mm -hmm. um, like Whitney and Cam probably told you about. Yeah. So I kind of like, I wanted to include them in the stream to just like make everything that we're doing like a little more cohesive, I guess. Um, but yeah, the event, the event has like been in the class cause like the students came up with it. So that's why we, we stick with it. I wish at some point during my college career, I could walk into a class and they're like, well, what area do you want to take? And I said, dog parade. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, like normally we do like a ton of events. Like there's like a like the Mardi Gras one. Uh, like in the fall, there's like a Halloween event. Like normally it's just like you're working on one event and then when it's over, you go to the next one. Sure. With the dog walk being like the main event of the year. Um, but like obviously we couldn't really do that. And Petrie like knew that that wasn't really a, um, an option for the class, which is why he took the new direction with... Um, working with the local bands and like letting us work as like an actual record label. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, which foundation are you raising money for, for the, with the dog walk? It is the Institute for Autism Research at Canisius College. 
Um, so like, I think all the money that we raise oh. does go to like family with children that have autism. It's longer than you want it to be. Right? It is longer than you want it to be. And you cut her off a little bit, but that's I'm okay. very sorry. No, that's wonderful. I, 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 I love things that support any of that stuff. So um, if people are listening to the podcast, um, this episode will be up on April 15th. Um, where can they find information about the dog walk so they can tune in? Um, well, I'm, we're going to be making a Facebook event. Um, so there's a Hail Fredonia Facebook page. And I think they'll be starting like the, the event page. So we'll be posting all the information there as well as like a donation site. So there's like a site on the, the research organization's actual site where you can donate directly to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do it, do, do it through Hail Fredonia. Let them know where the money's coming from. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so how many people has the dog walk gotten in the past when it's um, been, like real? So I actually like, so we didn't have one last year because of it would have happened like in April. Yeah. Um, and then there was one, it would have been my freshman year. And like, I didn't actually go cause the weather was like so bad. <laughs> like wow. I remember it was like pouring and my friends were doing like, they were in charge of it that year. So I was like, oh, dog dog walk. it doesn't sound. Are you doing your dog parade on Indian burial grounds? No. <laughs> Is it okay to ask that question anymore? You're not allowed to. Okay. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> So I, I actually, I haven't like attended in the past from what I've heard. It's been like, like a hundred ish people. Like I know that they raise like, like, like a couple thousand dollars. So yeah, it's been successful in the past, which is why we like stick with it. Absolutely. I like the idea of the, the taking your local bands that you're supporting and tying it to not only a great charity, but the getting everybody virtually at least on the same walk you know uh, right. so you get pledges how would you sign up if you want to participate um so we're gonna have um so it's a live stream essentially so it's gonna be like a like a six hour live stream where we're gonna have like the bands are submitting content for that and then we're also just like as a class we're making up like goofy material to put in like we have like a whole list of like silly things we're gonna be doing um, and then we're also going to include the dogs. Like if you want to feature your dog, like on the stream, it's going to be like a $5 donation. And then that's uh -huh. all going to be donated. So we'll have all the information for that um, on the social media sites on where you can like enter that. Are you entering your dogs, Ryan? I might. I I'd think love you have to. to now, right? I, yeah. <laughs> Rocket and Astro are about to become stars. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So as far so you you said A and R wasn't really your thing. So you're more of like a festival event coordinating. Is that what you're looking to do when you graduate? Um, I'm I'm actually looking to like go to law school. <laughs> sure. But um, like right now, like I that's like what I really like doing because I do it with music industry club and um, so I'm like music law. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's dude. That that's where the money is. Intellectual property. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love like I love event coordinating. Like it's probably like my favorite part of like what I do here. Um, and like with Music Industry Club, like normally I'd be doing events like every month, but we haven't been able to do any. So, yeah. um, I kind of like naturally wanted to pick that up with the class. Sure. Option. What are some of your favorite events that you've been a part of coordinating so far? There. Um. So my favorite one that we've done in the past and it's usually like one that we do like a couple per semester is we do a dj night Ooh. um at sunny's in fredonia and it's like a lot of fun because 
first of all, we raise a lot of money for the club that way because everyone's going to the bar and like, they don't realize that they have to pay a cover. <laughs> so everybody's like, so everyone lines up and they're like, why do I have to pay $2? And we're like, it's a club event. So we make a ton of money. And then it's also just like, you just dance all night and it's really fun. Um, and then I also really like Solstice Jam, which is um, like our spring semester festival that like, um, we just have like a bunch of bands come in. Like normally we have like a few local and then a few from out of town. And then we also have um, like student artists come in and they sell their art and um, a bunch of other like artistic clubs on campus come in and contribute. So I really like that one. I, I've worked on that one in the past. And then this semester we're doing like a, a virtual concept as well. Mm. So I've been working on that aside from the dog walk. <laughs> now, I mean, when eventually COVID will be over and we'll be doing things outside and inside again. Um, if, if bands, if bands were interested in getting kind of involved in some of the, in some of the events you guys are doing, whether it's uh, being considered for the hail class or any of the festivals and shows and fundraisers you guys are doing, is there, is there a particular person or people that they would want to reach out to over at Hale that might be the kind of the best people for that? Well, I'm only a junior, so I'll be around next year. <laughs> so they could reach out to me. Um, and I think like Cameron will be around as, as well. Sure. We're, I don't, we're not going to be like in the class cause it's only a year long, but like, we'll know people in the class. Sure. Uh, yeah. Cause people take it different years. So, okay. and then for, as well as like, I, we have a bunch of, we're all like really connected here. So like people that are involved in hail are also involved in like the BJ shows who are also involved in music industry club. Like we're all kind of interconnected. So Mitch. once we, we hear about one band, like we kind of just like spread the word, everybody. Yes. How many music industry students are there currently enrolled at Predoni? Do you have any idea as That's a, a guesstimate? Great question. Ooh, I really don't know. Huh? Yeah. See, I've got all these canned questions when we do. Yeah. Like I know yes. in, in the hail class, there's like at least 30 of us. So. Cause I find it neat. Cause like I went to I, my, my school was tiny when my class in particular, we had 11 kids in the music industry. When I was a freshman, our graduating class was two in that right. major. So like I knew everyone in my major, Sure. but it's so weird now when I talk just like for some of the Fredonia students, I'm like, Oh, do you know this person? Like, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. No, that's really funny because I thought it was small because when I first got here, like my circle of music industry friends was like I knew everybody but then once I got in my classes like I was like I don't even know half these people exactly. <laughs> like I still like it still happens but I take another class I'm like I have no idea who these people are like there's much more people than what I would have thought so awesome it's good yeah. to see that I mean that it's a thriving program there these it's conversations really with the Hale Fredonia folks really gets me thinking about the lovely connections I made in the SUNY Oneonta music industry program it was really it's a wonder how then years later you tap back into these relationships and it's like wow in my arsenal and catalog of friends who would be great to ask about oh, playing yeah. this show or who would be the right person to contact if I want to do X, Y, if I'm, if I'm thinking of a city, then it, it, it grows oh, exponentially yeah. where it's like, oh my God, who do I know who lives? And there's someone everywhere. Yeah. No, even, great. even for, like, even for me, when it comes to booking, it's like, well, I know someone here and here right. and here. And how many times do you have to pick someone's brain to say, which venue would be the right fit for 
in your city, you know, or you can take the, the Buffalo or then Fredonia reference and be like, where is Sonny's in Charlotte? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, where yeah. it's great. Nice. Uh, so we got only got about a minute or two left. What do you think? What do you think the most important thing you think you've learned in the class since you've been a part of Hale Fredonia? Um, we learn quite a bit of things. <laughs> um, I think the most important thing is like, like you said, like networking, like knowing your peers, like being able to work with them and like create a relationship. I think that's probably one of the most important parts because like everybody in the class, like has different assets that they can offer. So, um, just being able to work with those people and like keep those connections is probably the most important because Petrie tells us all the time, like, he knows all these people and that's what's helped him get this far and continue to, you know, yeah. be successful in the industry. So I think that's probably the most important. Yeah. No, I've- no one, no one ever does it alone. Nope. It's <laughs> important to remember some people, some people want to treat it like it's a competition, but it's not. Yeah, We're absolutely. all trying to fix this together. <laughs> We're all trying to get people out together. So, yeah. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Um, We will have uh, we'll have links uh, along with the episode that uh, get people to anywhere they want to be involved in the 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 dog parade. Uh, Do you have a date for it? It is April 25th. April 25th. All right. Uh Cool. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll be right back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on Western New York Music dot com. And next on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, we're going to play Love by Posted. And we'll be right back.
That is it for episode 76 of the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast. On our next episode, we're going to keep our SUNY Fredonia theme going. Uh, we, we're going to have uh, music, uh, music industry teacher, Hail Fredonia Records, person who runs it uh, Armand Petrie and Armand is I mean he's way more than that uh, Armand worked on a whole bunch of old Goo Goo Dolls records he's on my favorite one Superstar Car Wash which when I saw that I'm like I gotta get this guy in here um, if you listen to our 10,000 Maniacs episode they sing his praises as well um, he's also worked with Sixpence on the Richer he's had a very um, rich and successful career in the music industry so uh, I, I think it'll be I, I, I've talked to him a little bit uh, when, when I did did a th- one of the things with the Hail Fredonia class and he's a, he seems like a real interesting guy so I think we're going to have a good time with him so that'll be our May 1st episode um, and yeah so thanks for hanging out and um, I'm sorry if I'm a little low energy I, I have such a headache <laughs> but um, thanks for joining us here at the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast um, just remember you know we're getting out we're starting to do shows again but please be respectful of other people be safe and uh, you know this isn't over quite yet, so let's let let's we. I feel like we've been inside for too long to fuck it up at the end. So let's all try and be as safe as we can, and then uh, hopefully by summer everything's just gonna feel like normal again. So, um, so we hope you like the episode, um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Keep on struggling, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>